Hi everyone, my name is Katie Chiquette Adams. I am the English teacher at Appleton Central, which is the alternative high school for the Appleton Area School District serving at-risk teenagers. We had the tremendous good fortune to partner with Tara Pocati of Storycatchers this semester to help bring out the voices of our young writers in ways they don't normally have the opportunity to do. They wrote, they thought about their writing, they recorded their writing. Please join me in listening to their stories now. Hi, my name is Haley. Maui. Hi, I'm Tegan. My name's Alexia. Hi, I'm Malia. My name is Kaya, and these are parts of my story. I am from city streets, from midnight drives and burnt out street lamps. I am from the broken glass of windows, from a house where love is more expensive than the rent. I am from the bleeding heart, the blood root, who is poisonous on the inside, but has a calming presence. I am from poker nights and beer, from you'll never be good enough and congratulations I knew you could do it all said by the same people I am from pill bottles fighting yelling and broken promises I am from the heart of Appleton from baked goods and medication I am from those moments of eating worms thinking it was chocolate spaghetti splashing in mud and hitting parked cars while riding my bike write about anything or write about nothing anything or nothing the sound of the water running down the building after melting from the sun's rays, or the silent nothingness that can never be put on paper. The sound of the clock ticking every bitter second that goes by, or the words that mean nothing coming out of the living's mouth. The girl moving awkwardly behind me, or the lost messages from them that now mean nothing. The white irritating light, or the aggression that no one sees which results in nothingness. The sounds and sights of today, or the means of today that will mean nothing tomorrow. Dear Glassblower, I feel as though my heart is when crafted of glass. It has been cracked so many times. You wouldn't break it, would you? Your pieces are beautiful. I can tell you make each and every one with love. You fix them as well, if any of them seem in need of it. You breathe life into your creations. Never have I seen one's eyes shine like yours. It really is what you love. I always wondered if perhaps the reason you fix your pieces and tend to them as much as possible is because you're broken yourself. It's impossible for a piece to fix itself. Can I fix you? I hope you can understand that I may not be the best choice. And I'm sorry if I seem to be more fragile than the glass you work with. But. Can you still love me with all my cracks and broken parts? If I was in the same shoes I was last year, you wouldn't see me on the first day of school. You wouldn't have talked to me about what books you have gotten me. When I was in the same shoes I was last year, I lost friends, my mind, my innocence. Started off on my first heartbreak. He had lied and cheated. It really impacted me. I would stay home all day and cry. I started going out with the wrong crew and I thought it made me happy. At that time, I was only looking for happiness. But of course, happiness is only temporarily. But that time, I thought that me going out was making me happy. But sooner or later, I found out that it didn't. I was just trying to escape from the dark hole I was in. But I continued going out. 
then I lost my three best friends who all backstabbed me. That has also affected me a lot. After that, I chose to be alone. I've struggled alone, gone through shit alone, which makes me ask, what is life? I would question myself that every single day. What is the point of me living? I was struggling to live and struggling to die. At that time, I didn't care what happened to me, what anybody said. I was just a lost soul. I finally thought to myself, the only thing that I finally thought to myself, the only thing that I will feel what I accomplished in life is to get my high school diploma. And I decided to go to Central for my own good. I still have to deal with truancy court. And every time I go meet my social worker, I try my hardest not to ball out. Because every single time I go meet her, she talks about my past and it weakens me. As I'm writing this, I'm already tearing up. Towards the end of summer, I finally realized that I don't need friends because right now I am independent. I don't give a shit what anybody has to say about me because I do I. Why care what others think about you or say? They are irrelevant to me. Also, I found out that I've been happier lately, but the happiness is where life is going smoothly. Part of my life and self that feels the most positive is becoming a shaman in the future. This isn't all of me yet, but knowing it can be a part of me brings me happiness than only struggling to live. Never be the same. She left without warning. She had nothing to say. Wherever she was going, she was going to stay. If this is how she dies, she will succeed in yet another thing since she's been alive. Only this time we will not be proud of her. We'd be terrified, broken, and lost. Hurt filled with grief and pain and sadness, and I can go on for days, but telling you how I would feel will never bring my sister back. If she walks out of this alive, she'll still never be the same. Don't forget, please understand this. You were actually beautiful. You were. Before the drugs filled your body and turned you into someone you're not. Now you look like a lost cause. When people see you, they must drop their jaws. I know I do, and mother too. She searches for answers, but she receives none. While we're stuck inside with little hope, you're off somewhere smoking dope. You don't come around anymore. Maybe it's better that way. Because even if you did, I wouldn't know what to say. This isn't us scolding you or a manipulation game, as you would say. It's truth and it's reality. We just want to know if you're okay. I know someday I will fill with regret. Because I never ask if you're okay. I never take that extra step. I want to say I'm sorry, and yes, I still care, yes, I still worry. I want to call you up, say, hey, how are you doing? But I'm terrified. What if the drugs are still brewing? They'll speak for you, say something you don't mean. I'll have to refrain from begging you just to get clean. The drugs, they make you angry. It's like you're not my sister, you're just someone scary. When I hear your name, my heart fills with doom. I hate to admit it, and I hate that it's the truth. My boy, I saw you the other day. I didn't say a word. It's hard letting you see your own child. That's not easy to say. Every morning I see you and hug you and tell you I love you through your son because he's the closest to you that I've got. The boy you once claimed you loved. The boy you claimed is your world. If that was the case, then how do you do it? How do you leave? How do you kiss him goodbye and disappear for three weeks at a time? It's almost been five months. He's grown into someone new. 
This boy deserves better, better than you. Realization. Seeing the baby's small hands and toes on the ultrasound made my stomach turn and my heart move. That's when reality hit. Not all the way yet, but I realized. There was another human growing inside of me. I kind of felt like I was there, but at the same time somewhere else. You would think my mind was going crazy with so many thoughts, but really it wasn't. My head was empty, like a pool that just had all of the water drained out. Gone. Everything was gone besides the tears rolling down my face. Disappointment. I knew that was a feeling my mom would forever have towards me. Deep down, I knew she looked at me different and maybe even felt different about me as her daughter. She had the same look on her face as me when we found out. Shock, like defibrillators going into contact with a cold cadaver, except only she was the one that seemed to need the reviving. Her soul left her body for a few minutes. She cried and cried. As I looked at her, I felt a tingle through my body, a tingle of guilt. Regret. The next couple of days, or maybe even weeks, I felt like my stomach was eating my insides. I couldn't grasp the thought that I was a mother. I am a mother. And remembering me and the father were not on good terms, a guy I was once so deeply in love with wasn't visible in my life anymore. Just an old memory floating around, lost. Finding out something that would change everything. I didn't know how to feel. Was I going to have to raise this baby all on my own? Would he be around or would my baby be without a father like I was my whole life? So many thoughts fed through my mind like a marathon. Nightmare be true. When we think the worst, we always hope it's all just in our heads. But sadly, this wasn't all in my head. The father of the baby didn't seem to care as much as I thought he would. I felt alone. I felt trapped in a small box, not even with any breathing holes. I asked myself the same question over and over again. Why me? Why like this? The answers never came, but I kept asking. It's like hoping Santa is real, but you know that old guy in a red suit is really fake. I knew the answers would never come. Acceptance. Acceptance is always the hardest thing. Eventually, I had to take part in realizing reality and moving forward. Taking this obstacle with me instead of avoiding it and trying to leave it in the past, like an old bad memory that wants to be forgotten. I had to accept it and take responsibility. There was no running or escaping. Over time, I thought of this baby as a gift. Not a mistake, not something that would drag me down, but only bring me up. I had to remind myself every day, I was a mother now. Even if people judged me, this was something God gave me and brought into my life. It had to be for a reason. Sacrifices. So many sacrifices and changes were made in my life. Everywhere I went, I was looked at differently. Whispers filled the air and thoughts of judgment went through people's heads as they looked at me. I stayed home most of the time because if I was out, I was a bad mother. If I dressed a certain way, I was judged. If I went with friends for the night, I was a hoe. All these negative things, but they never stopped me once. I knew I was going to give my baby the world. No matter what anyone said about me, my head remained high. Reality. It was crazy. Things would never be the same. I would never have my old life back. I would never be looked at the same, by friends or even family. I would never be able to do the same things as before. But that was okay to me. It was just reality, and something no one could change. I had another life to take care of, a human I had to raise. The way their life turned out was all on me. This right here was all me. Peace. Peace was finally found within. Many other things came with it. The question I had never quite answered, but the holes they created soon became full on their own. Everything began to fall in place. 
The father of the child became more than an old lost memory floating around, which was something I always hoped for. I realized that when you want the answers, they won't always come. When you want things to be okay, that won't always happen. Everything comes on its own. Patience is the key. It was my key. The monsters that corrupted me didn't sneak up on me. They weren't waiting for the lights to go out. They were the ones turning the lights off. The ones who greeted me with, good morning sunshine. The ones who walked me to school on my first day. The ones who tucked me in and the ones who braided my hair. They're the ones who made me. They taught me about the snakes, the crooks, the heartbreakers, all from the outside, but they never taught me about the ones who break your heart before you even knew it could. The ones who stole my adolescence, the snakes who slithered through my garden of innocence and purity. You can either be the snake or the garden. I am stable. I wonder if I'll ever be able to feel loved and know what love is. I hear ocean tides. I see me being happy in the future. I want to be loved. I am waiting. I pretend I don't want to be loved. I feel anxious. I touch sand. I worry if I'll be able to graduate. I cry when I have a reason to cry. I am beautiful. I want to understand the meaning of life. I say things sometimes without thinking. I dream mysteriously. I try. I hope I'll succeed at life. I am waiting. You've been listening to Story Catchers. I'm Tara Polkati. Hoping you'll listen in again and consider telling your story with us because we all have stories to tell. <laughs>